Hey y'all, what is going on? What is going on? It's your girl, Melba Pearson, Melba for Miami, Melba for Justice. And it is time for another Mondays with Melba. Uh, hope everyone is having had a good weekend. Um, hope we're all getting ready for Thanksgiving coming up this week. Um, of course, you know, please be mindful of the fact that even though we all think of Thanksgiving as like, you know, a time to get together and hang out, there is that historical concept that is very painful for our friends of indigenous descent. So just kind of be mindful of that and center them and their culture in your thoughts. But of course, Thanksgiving is a time for literally giving thanks for the fact that we're still here, right? I mean, we've had a horrible last couple of years with regards to COVID. Um, and obviously, you don't need me to go all in on obviously the verdicts that we we got on Friday in the Rittenhouse case. We're waiting for the McMichael uh, verdict right now. So, you know, this is a, definitely a very heavy time for a lot of people in this country. So we should definitely be ready to give thanks for what we do have and the ability to be able to speak out and to make positive change in our world. So that's my thoughts on that. But I'm so excited for our guest today, Vidya, who, let me tell you something, I met this powerhouse. <laughs> um, she is the executive chef at Daya Restaurant, which is located in Sunset Harbor on Miami Beach. I met her when it first opened and I was just like, oh my gosh. And then she was like, oh yeah, I'm an epidemiologist. I'm like, what now? Like she is an executive chef and an epidemiologist. Okay. You had me at a hello. And by the way, she throws down in the kitchen. If you've got nothing <laughs> yet, you need to go. But anyway, Vidya, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on Mondays with Melba and welcome. Hi, Melba. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You know, it's always a pleasure when we get together. So again, <laughs> this is one of our fun times yes. Thank you for the introduction. So yes, I'm very excited to be here and share my experiences with everyone. Awesome. So let's like start with point A, right? So what does an epidemiologist do? because it sounds like a really long and scary term, but basically <laughs> you're a scientist and break that down for everyone. So an epidemiologist is literally a person who studies pandemics, you know, the spread of diseases and how it happens. It's sort of like disease detectives. I always say that it's, you know, so um, this was my degree. I chose not to go to med school. I actually took the master's route and I did a degree in master's in public health and epidemiology and landed my internship, which was like one of the most difficult internships to um, to get. I actually got my internship with CDC to start it off. I started off. So that was a great opportunity for me. And then working in research after that and um, pretty much building my career in both federal, state, local, and private sector. Wow. Wow. So then I'm guessing you were a little busy the last couple of years. <laughs> what did your work look like? Like what, what was like your average day? Well, you know, my average day, um, I traveled a lot um, for my job because I did clinical research. I was involved in clinical trials. So that, you know, um, part of that job is traveling a lot. So during the pandemic, um, I was actually grounded for the first time. I didn't have to travel a lot. So that gave me the opportunity to actually be home with the family 
and kind of like reevaluate how to work. And I'm sure like the entire world had to adjust. Um, luckily for me, I was sort of like um, always working remotely, but now the entire family <laughs> was actually at home. And I think a lot of people had to adjust to that, right? Um, mm -hmm. But still, um, you know, it was a great opportunity to kind of uh, see, you know, what I studied in, in um, grad school played out. And I never thought ever, ever in my entire life that we would go through a pandemic. You know, epidemics happen, but not a pandemic, a complete shutdown. You know, you read about the stories and about the great um, Spanish, you know, influenza and all of that. And there you go, you know, like, oh, it'll never happen again. We, you know, we're smarter, we're a high tech, you know, world now. But then look at what happened. We actually experienced a pandemic. So yeah, I was I was pretty busy. <laughs> and, and one thing that really struck me, um, you know, a couple times when I had gone to uh, the restaurant, because again, you guys kind of opened just around the time of the pandemic. And I definitely want to pivot to the, you know, restaurant side in a moment. But I remember you would literally be working remotely upstairs on, you know, this like important research, and then you're coming downstairs to try out new recipes. So how did you balance it all? Well, as I said, it was a blessing in disguise because for me, um, I, I didn't have to travel. So it really made me, it was, I was able to focus on both careers at the same time. I took the opportunity to actually grow my career. I said, well, you know, I can do both if I really put my mind to it. And I think a lot of people have to, sometimes you get nervous and you, you know, you panic and you're like, how am I going to do this? Well, um, you know, there are moments of that. I'm, I'm human. Everyone, you know, will have those moments, but you really have to sit down and think, will this work out? And if it does, then what are you going to do next? And kind of like strategize, you know, your move. And that's what I did. I really, I'm sort of the person who sits down and kind of strategize my move because I understand planning ahead is definitely going to help me a lot of times things are not planned, right? And things come up, <laughs> but, and that's one of the things that happened during that time, you know, in my career, um, you know, we'll transition to the restaurant, but it sort of like was not planned. And, you know, I just sat down and I said, we're gonna try to make this work. Wow, wow. So then before we pivot to the restaurant aspect, because there's a lot to dive into there, what are some tips? We've got Thanksgiving coming up, you know, families are going to be getting together. Um, I'm already, I've been traveling a lot for work and for personal. So I've definitely seen an uptick, even in, since this weekend of more people traveling. So there's going to be a lot of movement because of the fact we were shut down for so long. And now we've got vaccines and all of that. So what are some tips? for us to stay safe over the course of this holiday weekend and make sure that we protect ourselves as well as our family members and friends, especially those that are older and immunocompromised. What advice do you have around that? Firstly, you know, going back to the CDC guidelines, social distancing, wearing masks, you know, washing your hands. I believe in vaccination. Um, you know, I work with CDC for a very long time, more than once. So I would say, you know, I believe in vaccinations, we can look at history, you know, uh, certain, you know, diseases were eradicated or decreased, you know, the prevalence of it. So we talk about smallpox, uh, measles, polio, now COVID-19, right? So um, for me, 
vaccination is important for those who do not, you know, who chose not to get vaccinated due to other reasons. Um, definitely follow the guidelines for social distancing, wear your mask, um, you know, wash hands constantly. Be aware of your, um, you know, uh, your symptoms, if you feel something is coming on, you know, one of the blessings we have right now compared to last year around this time is we have those rapid tests available, right? We do have those available to us. Um, you can go to CVS, I think it's two tests in a packet, I think the Binax, uh, Abbott I'm testing. So mm -hmm. you can get those. And I mean, I test myself very regularly because being in the restaurant, sometimes I forget my mask if I go downstairs. Now everyone is vaccinated. I'm a little bit relaxed, but still I wear my mask as much as I can. And um you, you know, like if I feel something, I test myself. If I travel and I come back home, I test myself. I, you know, for me, buying those, um, uh, those rapid tests really works. And then driving around, sometimes I see those uh, free uh, rapid testing um, tents all over South Florida. So, you know, just be aware that those things are available to you. One of the other things following the guidelines is, you know, being indoor. Um, if you are going to be with relatives indoor, kind of limit your interaction indoors. Know who you are going to be with. Know where they've been, you know. Kind of like be you know be obnoxious about it maybe <laughs> i'm sorry right but it's your life at risk here be obnoxious about it if you have immunocompromised relatives and loved ones you know um your children i mean you got to be obnoxious sometimes because people don't care they just care about themselves and some people are very careless right mm -hmm. so for me i would say you know, if you have people coming over, um, you know, just know the facts, know where they're coming from, you know, ask if they're vaccinated or not. I mean, I know that's kind of like a personal question sometimes, but see how comfortable you are with it. Um, limit indoor activity. If it's a large ga gathering, you know, if it is a large gathering, then definitely go outside, like go outside, enjoy, you know, the weather. I don't know if up north we can do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do. I will. I do have to say that I just came back from a conference, um, two conferences back to back, Chicago and DC, and a lot of restaurants are having these, you know, outdoor tents with heat lamps, so that you're in sort of like smaller pods. I guess like maybe it's. I, mean, I didn't go into any of those in particular, but I did notice that be an option. So there is a way to be outdoors and be warm, <laughs> you know, at the same time. So I think more cities are trying to be creative on how to address that. But sorry, go ahead. No, no, definitely. You make a good point. And I, as I said, like, if you feel comfortable wearing a mask, then wear the mask. You know, I mean, I feel people are feeling awkward now. Don't feel awkward. I mean, it is your health at risk here, you know, and your family. Remember, you can be a carrier. You can take this with you. So I tell people, just be honest with yourself, be upfront about it, and just communicate how you feel. And, you know, um, ask questions like, you know, do you feel sick? If you feel sick, please do not come <laughs> to mm -hmm. the event, you know, it, if it's a sniffle, I would say just, you know, take a rapid test. It's really it doesn't hurt to take it. You know, um, again, it's so accessible these days to get those available at those um, at the grocery at the pharmacy. Yeah, because I would say that I got the Binax 
it was actually recommended to me by my nail tech because again, her constant, you know, interaction with people, she's like, oh no, I go to CVS and she goes, I like that one because it's two to the pack. It's, I want to say $25. Yeah. Um, then you know what? You just test yourself from home. And it's not like back when this first started where you're inserting it basically yeah, no. <laughs> the brain, right? Like it's literally, you're, it's like a Q-tip and you're just swabbing yeah. your lower part of your nostril. So it's easy to self-administer and you'll know your results right away. So, exactly. you know, so that's definitely a good thing. And I would advise that as well. Like I would even ask family members, if it's like a lot of family members or friends coming over, I would politely say, you know, a night, the day before or two days before, can you please test yourself, you know, and also if you're going to avoid, you know, going out during that time, so your trans, you know, your rate of getting, your, your risk of getting transmission is lowered. Like if you're expecting to come to my house, please, you know, kind of, you know, stay away from huge gatherings or wear a mask if you have to go outside. So it's just simple things we can do, to be honest, common sense, kind of like taking into consideration everyone around us. And I think that's the principle, right? Thinking about others, it's a consideration. And I think we all really have to, you know, um, think about that during the holiday season, even during Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. I think that's one of the things we have to be conscious of. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's pivot to the food, 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 because I know folks are like excited to hear about vegan recipes and <laughs> want to know what's what. So talk to us about how Daya came to be, how you ended up being the executive chef and sort of the inspiration behind not only the restaurant, but some of the amazing menu items that are all vegan and vegetarian, which by the way, as a side note, went with some friends, um, was it last week or the week before? And they're all like, they're mostly Brazilian. So, you know, Brazilians love their meat. And not one of them was like, oh my God, where's the meat? They were like, this is so good. The flavor, this almost tastes like meat. I think it was the little, um, of the dumplings. They were like, like they're like, oh, the, the, the insides taste just like meat. This is amazing. So tell us all about that. So I'll give you a little history about the restaurant. So it's actually called Dia and Dia means lit lamp. Yeah, no, that's fine. So it's like, you know, it, it during um, festivals, we light a little lamp and it's, you know, it's like, it's called a dia, not just festivals, but every day in our lives. Um, it's like a candle, how you would like a candle in different religions. Um, and uh, my family always wanted to open a restaurant, especially my brothers. They always wanted to open a um, restaurant and they loved my cooking. <laughs> and they would always tease me and say, one day we're going to open a restaurant and you're going to be our chef. And I'm like, I'm a scientist. My career path is being an executive at a pharma company. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so um, there, you know, we, uh, my brothers are entrepreneurs and they've been, been involved in a lot of different businesses. My brothers, my family, and I've always helped them because um, my brothers really sacrificed, my family sacrificed. They believe that women should be educated and they worked very hard. It's, uh, I have, 
uh, two brothers and it's three girls. So it's five of us total. And they always believe in education. My father always said, you know, girls should be educated, very, you know, forward thinking. And my brothers wanted to ensure that all the girls, all the sisters were educated. So they worked very hard and, um, you know, ensure we went to college and got our degrees. And with that in mind, I always felt that you know, they've sacrificed so much for me that anything they were to ever ask of me, I would, you know, I would be there for them. And I've always been there for them. But the crazy idea of a restaurant, I said, I'm at the peak of my career. And I don't think I can do that. I'm You're like, that's a bridge okay. too far. <laughs> I said, like, yeah, everything else, but this, I don't know. And, um, he went ahead and he still did it. He, you know, they bought the restaurant, they hired a few chefs. And one, um, you know, for one of the soft opening, I went in and I had just flew back, back from one of my travels. That was January, 2020. Mm -hmm. And um, I asked for butter paneer for my daughter. And they said, oh, we didn't have time to make it today. And me all dressed up and it was like an opening night for the restaurant, big deal. I went in, you know, I went into the kitchen and I made it. Then I made a big pot and I, end up giving everyone who came in, friends and family, the butter paneer. And that's how it started. And um, my brother's like, can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, it was easy. It was really easy for me just to go in there, you know? And um, I did it. And ever since I've been there and, uh, you know, again, how I manage both careers, I guess we'll transition into that. Um, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I was it was a blessing in disguise. I hate to say this, but um, I was able to manage both careers because I did not have to travel. So we have an office upstairs. I had a full staff. And between January and March, um, while building my career in the pharma industry, I would work from um, I would work from the office upstairs and then, you know, work on recipes, have the, the kitchen do, you know, the trials and I would taste it and tweak it and go back and forth like that. So, you know, it was, you know, that's pretty much how it got started and how I was able to manage. Sometimes I had to travel before the pandemic between January and March, and I would make my travels Sunday through Wednesday on the slow days at the restaurant. So I knew that, you know, they had it covered and then I would come in for the rush, which would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right, right. Wow, wow, wow. So, <laughs> uh, so where does the inspiration for the menu items come from? Um, because I know uh, there's definitely a Trinidadian influence. Yeah. Shout out to Manny because, you know, he and I bonded over that. Um, for, for those who don't know, I'm half Trinidadian, half Jamaican. So, you know, coming in and seeing some of the items that I know are, you know, basically like Trinidadian street food. That is like amazing. Just sticks to your bones, but just like, it's like a hug from the inside, you know, always warms my heart every time I go uh, to, to the restaurant. But yeah, talk to us a little bit more about like your inspirations and what kind of, you know, where you pull your menu ideas from. So for those who don't know, I am fifth generation Indian from Trinidad. So we have a huge Indian population in Trinidad. And, um, you know, for me, it's all, I always loved cooking. I grew up with, um, you know, my mom and my aunt, you know, they were very involved in community um, uh, outreach 
in our city and she my aunt would cook these amazing food and i would just you know would be with her most of the time just looking at you know and learning it was just i just gravitated towards that mm -hmm. um you know i just loved it but at that time no one ever tells you you know that having a degree as a or being a chef is a big deal it was not you know you go to school you get mm -hmm. you be a doctor a lawyer <laughs> right all those you know typical yep. degrees no one tells you of anything else right and um, that was a mentality that I was brought up with and um, you know I had a medical school um, track and pretty much um, you know uh, just taking it all the way from high school to to grad school I took sort of like a scientific um, route and uh, with the cooking it was just something I always did at home I always loved it and it was always a treat when video cooked so <laughs> friends and family everyone would be like oh my goodness video cook video cook we're gonna eat is she cooking so it was one of those things where everyone knew and my brother you know they they really believed in me more I, I did not believe in myself as an executive chef I didn't ever think that I can, you know, be one of those people on TV who, you know, they do all those chopping like professional and they do all these different sauces and all these things. And I'm like, are you crazy? That's not, I, I you know, no, that's not me. <laughs> but, you know, um, when you put your mind to what something and, you know, it's a skill that you naturally have and you can, you can literally do anything you put your mind to. So with that i said okay i'll try and my inspiration from a menu comes from things that i love so when you come to the restaurant you're eating dishes that i love if i don't like something i'm not going to put it on the menu the only thing i have on the menu would be eggplant and those i'm allergic to eggplant oh, no. <laughs> but it is a request from a lot of vegetarians and i'm like i'll make it and i'll have them taste it get the recipe down and i know that we're in good hands with that but um i i get the inspiration from you know a lot of things around me being in south florida was so diverse right i love latin cuisine i'm vegetarian you know vegan so i love latin cuisine so i kind of incorporate a lot of their spices with indian spices along with caribbean spices so what you're tasting when you come to my restaurant is a fusion of spices and flavor wow 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 so you know Going back to the holidays, right? Like, okay, Thanksgiving's coming, Christmas, Kwanzaa, you know, Hanukkah, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of traditional foods that go with each of those, but let's say you've got someone at the dinner table who is <laughs> vegan or vegetarian. First of all, can you explain the difference between vegan and vegetarian? And can you also maybe share some ideas of ways that you can incorporate their needs into the, you know, into the you know dinner table without it being like, oh, you eat vegetables, here's a salad and some broccoli. <laughs> and then you starve, which <laughs> has happened to me. So. <laughs> so I can tell you, I'm vegetarian and I've become vegan because not like not, not all the time but I, I don't like cheese I don't like butter so naturally I'm a vegan but um you know I can tell you so many times at Thanksgiving dinner being vegetarian I had all the sides which is like the best 
Right. So for me, it's like I eat the sides and I was like, my buttons were popping out. Right. And I love that. That's the best part of Thanksgiving. When I first come, came to America and I did Thanksgiving dinner with friends and I attended it for the first time, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm eating things I've never had before. Green bean casserole, sweet potato pie, you know, grilled veggies, different types of veggies and stuff like that. So for me, it was like, I love Thanksgiving. And um, I think we have to keep that in mind with, you know, our um, guests that are coming over that are vegan and vegetarian. So there is a huge difference. Vegans are plant-based, completely plant-based, which means no animal products at all, including, and this will be a surprise, honey. Honey, honey is not vegan, <laughs> right? A lot of people don't know that. So honey is not vegan. So um, you know, and being vegetarian, you're allowed to um, have, you know, um, uh, honey, milk, butter, cheese, dairy. Some vegetarians do eat eggs, some vegetarians don't. But I think that's where the limit is, right? I think that's where we stop. So that's the difference between vegetarians are allowed to have certain dairy, and vegans are completely plant-based. And just so you know, Dia Miami is completely plant-based as of november 1st so we are a vegan restaurant mm -hmm. and at the back of dia we we actually um opened back room which is um a authentic mexican taqueria kind of place but it's all vegan as well so you have with a little bit of indian spice in there not to overpower it but we do have that authentic mexican you know flavor so definitely you know you have an entire establishment that's offering vegan food now in sunset harbor miami beach so, wow. so that's amazing so some of for me um you know recipes like goes goes back to the basic right a lot of times people try to make things so complicated you can take things if you're vegan and make like a simple roux with thicken up anything, right? Equal parts of vegan butter and flour. Um, you can use vegan mayonnaise, you can use vegan cream. There's so many vegan options now that I can make a, a green bean casserole with my eyes closed because I don't need any Thing that's not vegan, right? You can saute some mushrooms really quick, make a roux, use a, may a vegan mayonnaise, and that's your cream base. Put some, some um, you know, spices on there, and you're good to go. That would be your green bean casserole. Mushrooms, definitely, um, I would do anything with mushrooms. Um, again, go back to sweet potato pie, use vegan butter. Um, we can do grow veggies asparagus you know brussels sprouts just a simple saute with garlic and olive oil salt and pepper it's all you need because you want a taste of veggies right it's just so simple um uh what else did i say um you can actually make uh one of some of the other mac and cheese mac and cheese cauliflower so i mm. have replaced mac and cheese with mac and cheese cauliflower and you know again if you're vegan you can use um you know uh, uh what is that yeast called um oh my goodness uh oh my gosh yeah not a meat because i'm going to bragg's aminos and that's not what i'm thinking but it's about. one of those i, I can't even remember 
Nutritional yeast. Nutritional yeast. Yeah. And it gives mm-hmm. that very cheesy flavor. Again, to get it creamy, you can use vegan mayo. You can use uh, flora, you know, vegan cream. I mean, literally, those things are going to be a game changer. Um, mm-hmm. You can make cauliflower mash, which is absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious. Yes. Thank you. Nutritional yeast. That's, <laughs> yeah, I just had like a, ooh, you know, moment there. <laughs> But I mean, there's so many dishes. And then, you know, meatloaf, you can make a a bean meatloaf made out of different types of beans. Red beans are great. Lentils are amazing. You know, get some barbecue sauce, pre-made barbecue sauce Mm -hmm. that is vegan and kind of like saute veggies, you know, put all the beans together, blend it up and you have a meatloaf, literally. And it's that delicious and simple, you know, and if you're... um, you know, if you want to really go ahead and kind of like um, use something else to get that more meaty flavor, there's so many like impossible meat, minced meat there, if you mm-hmm. want to go that route. And again, seasoning it with like maybe a tomato paste to get that redness in there, salt, pepper, if you, you know, used to using any of those types of um uh, spices that are pre-made, chicken flavor, which is vegan as well. All these things you can find in the grocery store and put it in there. Chick- chickpea tuna salad, I love that. Of course, we can do a lot of salads as well. You know, oil, if any, a little bit of curry powder, a little bit of mayonnaise, vegan mayonnaise, and you have a nice creamy sauce right there. Mm-hmm. Simple like that. So for me, it's easy if I have vegan or vegetarian friends, but one of the things I do ask is if it's a huge group, I'll ask people to bring a potluck, right? And I would also ask my friends, you know, are you vegan or vegetarian? Is this okay? If I'm hosting and I'm going to be making everything, I want to ensure that I am, you know, um, accommodating for them. So there is that difference. You know, definitely ask again, you know, the, you know which they would prefer. And there's so many recipes out there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, oh, wow. That is so amazing because, you know, you think about like the portobello mushroom and how you can turn that into a burger. You can chop it up and, you know, saute it. And then that becomes a very thick and meaty side dish. I mean, there's so much that can be done. And olive oil to me is like a staple because I I pour like that commercial. I pour that dish on everything. Because it's great. Like, you know, you shake that up with some, you know, vinegar, you've got an oil and vinegar salad, you know, uh, salad dressing, put in some seasonings and things like that. Walnuts are are another uh, great. Uh, Cassandra, thank you so much for sharing these things, Uh, Cassandra. uh, Walnuts and with romaine lettuce wraps. But even I believe your, um, without giving away your secret recipes, I feel like one of your dishes does have, Adia has ground walnuts in it to provide the flavor or am I guessing on that? I think that was one of our dessert for, but they were no longer serving that because it's, yeah, it's not vegan. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) That was a trace, a rasmalai trace leches, which was really, really good. Yes. Yes, we're working on that. But I mean, there's so many things, you know, um, again, um, you can do, you know, you can get the Beyond uh, Meat or Impossible Meat and do like barbecue burnt and lettuce wraps. You know, lettuce wraps are a great way. It's also fancy. It's Mm -hmm. quick. You just saute. You literally like saute the meat and then you put some barbecue sauce in there 
you know, Ray's barbecue sauce is one of my favorite barbecue sauce. It can make anything taste good. So I would say have that in your pantry. <laughs> you know, make sure it's vegan. I haven't checked this yet, but make sure it's vegan. But, um, you know, those are some of the things you can do really quick. Salads are great as well. Pumpkin. Oh, my goodness. Oh, pumpkin. Yes. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. This is the time for pumpkin. This is the yeah. season for pumpkin. You know, uh, oil, garlic, some onions, just chop, you know, um, your pumpkin and small squares and just like saute. And it's so delicious, you know, and just roast the pumpkin and stuff mm -hmm. it with like, you know, um, uh, stuffing turkey stuffing but vegan vegetarian you can actually buy those pre-made use a vegan yeah. broth or vegetarian broth and it is so delicious when it's mixed with pumpkin so you could do a pumpkin stuffing Ooh. and that's amazing oh girl you're making me hungry throw <laughs> <laughs> some raisins in there cran raisins some nuts you toast up everything i mean it is i know for some people cooking may sound very complicated but once you get the hang of it, it's very, very simple. I always say that. Awesome. No, for, for sure. And that that pumpkin idea is such a, a great one because the presentation is just so pretty, you know? And it's like, you know, especially if you give somebody their own individual pumpkin, all the folks who are like getting the turkey on the other end of the table are like, wait a minute, <laughs> I want my own little pumpkin. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is so, I mean, pumpkin is so delicious around this time. For sure, for sure. So last question before we wrap up for today. Um, what is your advice to be able to balance it all? And, and and I know this is kind of a trick question because, you know, we we there is that mindset like, oh, you can't have it all. You can't, you know, do it all. But there is a way to be able to balance all of your different passions and interests in a way that still centers who you are and also grasps the concept of self-care, right? So you're not necessarily just like burning yourself out, running sideways. There's a way to balance it all. So what works for you? How do you balance, you know, you're a, a wife, a mom to, 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 you know, to a beautiful family. You're an executive chef at an amazing restaurant, Dia in Sunset Harbor. And you're also an epidemiologist studying, you know, infectious disease and pandemics and epidemics. How, how do you keep everything in motion? <laughs> so it you know it's never easy i'm not gonna sit here and say it's easy but building the framework and that's something i've learned very early in my career is understanding priority project management building a framework that works for you and once you can find that sweet spot then i think that's how you find balance so for me now I'm the VP of Clean Ops and um, Development for a pharmaceutical cons a consulting firm that consults for pharmaceutical approval with the FDA, all the way from concept to post market. So we get all the way where you come to us and we, you know, we, you have an idea for a drug, we take it all the way, get it approved and stuff. So, you know, building that framework was important and that's the career path that took me a very long time and finally i'm there and then you know in the restaurant having the right people there that supports me is important my family supports me a hundred percent i have my husband my daughter understands you know for the last year mommy's been gone for a lot of the time where i have 
you know, where that wasn't the case before, but she knows that I'm always there. And I want her to see this. And I want her to understand that, you know, nothing in life is going to come easy. And she is in a career path of being an artist. She's a singer. She wants to do Broadway. She's an amazing actress. She's nine years old. Follow her on Instagram, Saheli.Sings. Um, and uh, I want her to understand that this is not easy, what she sees me doing. Nothing in life is going to come easy. My parents worked extremely hard. And I think it's important for children to understand and to see that so they can really cherish everything in life and understand what you know when they do achieve success that it was pretty much working hard for that so for me that's you know that's what i do and how i do it again i have to find i found that sweet spot that works i built a framework and i can tell you there are tough days i'm gonna tell you there are days where I'm like, OMG, but then like today I was able to, you know, sit by my computer, answer emails, relax, the restaurant is closed, my brothers and my sister-in-law and the staff is taking care of things for the rest of the week. So that's the balance that I've been able to um, find when it comes to managing the restaurant, managing the other side of the company where I'm the VP, I have people reporting to me. So now it's just you know, providing that leadership that they need to take it to the next level. So it sounds like teamwork makes the dream work, right? Is exactly. Make sure you found yourself with people who can support you and take some of the load off of your shoulders so that you're able to focus on other things. So that's huge. Yes. And I'm very, very big on women empowerment. When I have a female worker with me, I just love empowering them, you know, showing them that nothing is impossible. Everything is possible once you put your mind to it. And, you know, I work with a load house and I work with a lot of refugees. So for me, you know, um, teaching them, you know, showing them that, you know, working hard and how to prioritize things, just simple things as, you know, when I go in any of my jobs, what do you have to do today? What is most important, right? An email can, and my other job, it, that email can wait. What is most pressing? I can 86 an item at the restaurant. That's not important. What else do we need to get done, right? You cannot do everything. So I think, again, we have to understand that it is not an easy um, journey. I can say it has not been an easy journey, but it has been a very, very enjoyable journey for me. That is awesome video. So please tell everyone where to find you on socials, where the restaurant is located, how to follow you and how to get some of that yumminess in your belly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, you can follow me in social media, Chef Vids on Instagram. Um, I have my own website. It's videomaharaj.com. You can reach me through there. Send me an email. If you have any questions about personal growth, career growth, oh, just need someone to talk to, you know, my email is listed there. Feel free to reach out. Um, our restaurant is located in South Beach. Um, it is on the Sunset Harbor side of South Beach, which is close to the Venetian Causeway. Um, it's the entrance, the Venetian Causeway that goes all the way to downtown. So we are in that neighborhood. It's in it's called it's 1766 Bay Road. You can follow us on Instagram, DM Miami. You can also follow, um, find us on Facebook at DM Miami. And our website is DMMiami.com. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today on Mondays with Melba. Y'all need to follow her, support her, support this amazing business. And when I tell you, like I said, my Brazilian meat eating friends were completely full and happy when we walked out the door. And these were some like big dudes. So <laughs> good enough for them. <laughs> Don't hesitate and say, oh, well, I'm not into vegan or vegetarian. No, 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 no. Don't knock it till you try it. Her food is amazing. And that place is like second home to me. So thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for all that you're contributing to our community and to women all around this, this community. And y'all, that's it for this week. Next week uh, is going to be the last Mondays with Melba for 2021. I'm going to take the month of December off. I want to plan and strategize and you know come up with some fun concepts for uh, 2022. So stay tuned there, but definitely tune in next week. Again, thank you, Vidya and everyone. Have an amazing night and happy thank Thanksgiving. You. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Melba, for this opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ooh, little heart. <laughs> little heart. There we go. <laughs> everyone, bye. <laughs>